from 12 craft kits to 600 monthly subscribers. Christy's story of serving her audience to having a thriving subscription business will inspire you to stop overthinking everything and just get going. Come listen. Welcome to the Launch Your Box podcast with weekly tips, tricks, and strategies to start, launch, and grow your subscription box. Now, here's your host, Sarah Williams. Hey, everybody. I am back for a great episode for you today. I have Christy from Christy's Craft Room with me today. We're going to talk about her journey from selling one-time boxes to this thriving monthly subscription she's got going on, how it happened, how it evolved, what's happened since, because there's some big news in there too. So we're going to break it all down for you on today's podcast. Christy, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you. Why don't you start by just introducing yourself, your business, and let's, let's talk about Christy's craft room. Like, what is that? Well, I am Christy of Christy's Craft Room, and this all started because I had a family member who said, you should do this. And it took me a little while, and I kind of never thought I could do this. I was, it's, it's just not in my personality. It's not in me to do something like this. And after a little bit of pushing, I realized that, what the heck? Why not? I can just go on. I can do this. If people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. At the end of the day, does it really matter if it doesn't go anywhere? And when and, you say do this, let's, let's break it down for them. What do you do? Tell me what you do. What I do. The main thing that I do is I do Facebook lives, creating craft projects and teaching people how to do anything from something simple to something a little more complicated. I like simple. I try to keep it simple. And, um, we have fun with it. We get really silly. We, we do a little happy dancing. We like to chat and interact and get to know everybody who's there with us. And, but at the end, we usually come out with something cute. So you started to go live. You, you thought, okay, I'm going to start this little Christie's craft room, Facebook page where I'm just going to show up and go live and make a craft with people. And I'll have a space where I can talk to people and get to know people. And we'll just make crafts together because you like to do that. You had friends that like to do that. And you thought you could share this with the world basically by just going onto your page and doing a Facebook live. Is that how this all started? That's exactly how it started. I actually really thought I'd only reach like my local friends. I used to host little in-house craft parties for my friends. And this was a way that I could reach them. And those who were busy could um, still participate, even if they couldn't make it to the craft night. And surprisingly, a lot of people that I didn't know showed up and they continued to show up. They continued to come back and then they kept bringing their friends and and sharing it out on their pages and more and more people came and it turned into this, well, I have to keep coming back and I have to keep showing up because they're gonna wonder where I am. So we do Facebook Lives about three times a week and then people started asking, well, do you sell craft kits? And I had never thought about selling a craft kit And they were like, well, we want to craft with you. We want to be able to make the same thing that you're making. So I said, well, okay, I'll make a craft kit and I'll throw it together. I'll put a website together and I will sell some craft kits. Okay. Let me, let's back up just a little bit. Okay. Because when you said you started going live and you did Mm -hmm. that three times a week, 
you weren't just somebody that was going live all the time anyway, right? Like this was new for you. And I know a lot of people listening, it's one of the hangups that we have in the beginning of our businesses is, and we, and we know it's the best way to connect with people and for people to get to know, like, and trust us. But here you are, you're starting this craft room. Yes. In your mind, it was for friends and people in your circle, but it started to grow. How hard was that to show up and go live in the beginning? It was so hard. It was so hard. I would be shaking. My heart would be beating. I would literally be sweating. Like by the time I was done, I would just be, my back was wet. My, I, I was, cause I was so nervous and I would go to hit the live button and then I would have to stop and pause and like take a couple breaths and then go to hit it again. And I'd have to stop again. It would probably take me 15, 20 minutes just to hit that live button from the moment I thought I was ready to go. I'd finally hit the live button, but the minute you hit that live button, it's go, you just go, you just go, you start talking, you just keep it going. You ask questions. They're, they're answering your questions. You're interacting, you're crafting, you're walking through the steps and it slowly got easier and easier. It does. It, it, it doesn't happen overnight, but each time it was a little less scary. Now I'm to the point where I just hit the live button. I don't think a whole lot about it. I'm just like, I throw my stuff together. I put myself together. I hit the live button and I go. I, I used to make lists of things that I could talk about. I would have a list of the steps of my craft just in case I got nervous and got tripped up. And I found that I wasn't looking at the list. Yeah. I didn't need the list. I was, it helped me mentally to prepare to go live, but then I would be finished with the live and I'm like, oh shoot, I didn't even look at the list and, and talk about the things I was going to talk about on the list because we just talked about things that came up during the live in the interacting from everybody commenting and, and chatting with us. I love that. I love that you helped prepare yourself. I know I did something similar in the beginning. I would take these kind of an outline of what I wanted to talk about on the wall behind me um, when I would get ready to go live because in the beginning, when I would go live, I would just talk so fast and then I would hit end, like make it stop, make it stop. And then <laughs> I, I was like, well, I didn't even say half the things that I wanted to say. And so I started making a little outline of what I wanted to. And get, you get to the point where you don't even look at that because you've prepped because you wrote it out, you know what you're going to say. And it's just a matter of relaxing, going live and just getting through it. And I love that you do the craft live because I think that helps with your nerves versus just sitting there and talking to someone you're working on something. You walk through the steps. People are asking about what you're working on and it's creating a natural conversation. And so, okay, let me, let's just put this back into the journey here. We started doing Christie's craft room. <laughs> it's like a tongue twister. <laughs> Christie's is. craft room. And you just did it to connect with people. You weren't selling anything, right? You were just Correct. creating crafts. And I want you to hear this. Um, if you're listening, she was serving people. She wasn't asking people for a sale. She was just showing up and serving people, sharing her love for crafts with this audience. And this audience started to build for her and she was showing up and doing a craft night in the beginning. How, how many times would you do that in a week? Was it once a week or how often was that in the beginning? I kind of dove right in and I probably consistently did about three times a week, right from the beginning. There would be okay. an occasional week here or there where I would miss a live and I didn't have like a regular routine, but it was about three times a week. I would, I would do a live. Now I was working full time at the same time. So it was a lot, but I knew I could see that this was going somewhere. And, and I, and I knew that this was something that I needed to do. I, 
it's something that I thought about for a long time. And I mean, this was months that went by before when it was first suggested to me to when I first decided to do it months. And I kind of talked with my sister a little bit about it and chatted with her and didn't even tell my husband about it because I knew he would think I was had lost my mind. Um, because I had already, we had gotten in a place where I needed to go back to work full time. Our youngest was 10. I needed to go back to work. And so I got a full time job outside of the home after 20 years of raising my kids. And I loved my job. It was very rewarding, but it took me away from my family. And I couldn't be home with them when I wanted to be. I was missing things. I was missing events in their life that I'd never had to miss before. So I decided I was going to start my own photography business, which I had done throughout the years, you know, kind of more on the side, nothing like full time. But I was like, nope, I'm going to dive full in. I promised my husband I was not going to quit my full time job until I could replace my income with the photography. So I started doing the photography. Well, the photography was nights and weekends. So here I'm missing even more of my kids' important events because it's nights and weekends. I can't go to their sporting events. I can't go to their school play rehearsals. I can't be the mom that's always been involved that I still wanted to be. So I knew there had to be something else. And in the back of my mind, I kept hearing that you should start a page. You should start, you should start your own page. And it kept tugging at me. And, and I thought about it and I prayed about it. And um, some different things happened that kind of, like confirmed to me that this is what I need to do. Um, I was, I have a sister who had passed away several years prior to this. And um, I out of the blue got a phone call and was offered her entire shelving system for her crafting supplies with all her crafting supplies in it. This is in the midst of me trying to make this decision of whether I should be doing this or not. And in that moment, I was like, I mean, that's God like point in the direction that you can't deny that this is something I need to do. Did I think it was going to become something huge? I really didn't think it would, but I had hoped it would. So, um, so then I had, what was the goal of starting because you weren't selling anything. So what was the goal of starting this page? What were you hoping it would turn into? I think in my mind, I was hoping it would somehow turn into a business. How that was going to happen, I didn't know. I didn't really know about sub- subscription boxes at the time. I, I didn't really know. It, I was kind of going blindly, like a blind faith of this is going to be something, but I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe I can host some classes or maybe I can, you know, open a little craft store or, you know, something in the future. But I didn't know I, I love that you path. saw this as an audience building opportunity before you really knew what the business was going to be. And that I think is where most people are super successful when they spend the time building the audience before having, you know, being selling something, it, it creates so much more momentum when you actually do sell something. So here you were showing up and serving your audience for months um, before you decided to sell something. So you were doing these kits and you had no intention of selling the items. You Mm -hmm. were probably picking them from different stores and telling people where to go buy the things and showing them how to make it. Now they're saying, Hey, Christy, can you supply us with these things? Maybe they didn't have the store that you were buying them from. Maybe they didn't have places where they could go get the things or couldn't find the things. So now they're saying, Christy, can you provide these to us? And what happened next? Well, they started asking me, if, if I would create a kit, they, they were asking me to buy things from me. I had nothing to sell, but they were saying, we want to buy from you. We want to support you. We want to craft with you. So I made up a kit. I sold 12, <laughs> the first kit. 
I was ecstatic. I was through the, through the roof. I was excited. I sold 12 kits. Wow. I made a little bit of money. And um, so then the next month we created another kit and I think I sold like 38. And then I sold like the next month I sold like 40 some. And then the next, it was like 10 more every month, but there was a pattern that was happening. I noticed it was the same, same amount of people or the same people every month were repurchasing that had purchased the previous month. And what was happening was I only would increase by like 10 per month because I didn't want to make too many kits and get stuck with them. So I was slowly growing, but then some people who had been purchasing for the past two, three, four months, they missed the day or they were busy the day that I launched it and I sold out and they couldn't get a kit. So then they're upset because now they're missing craft night this month. So it was an opportunity. And I had, um, decided at that point, well, if we go with a subscription, it locks you in to getting your kit every month. You don't have to wait for launch day. You don't have to make sure you're available at that moment. You don't have to worry about missing out because it, it was that miss out factor. People mm -hmm. were missing out and they didn't want to miss out. So when we, the last month before we launched the subscription, we had 65 kits that had sold and then the month that we opened it, we had 64 people sign up. Okay, so, so like let's, everybody let's go through this, let's go through this little timeline. So everybody can kind of get an idea. It was November of 2019. You sold your first 12 kits. That's when it yes. happened. And you sold the first 12 kits. Then you had December and January, and you were working through the spring, the early, the winter months where mm -hmm. you were just selling the one-time kits and you saw it was gradually increasing. And then by April of 2020, you decided, okay, I'm going to put this on subscription. It's going to be convenient for them. I'm going to know how many kits I need to make each month. And it will just be so much easier. So you launched the subscription in April of 2020 and you came out the gate with 64 subscribers, right? Yes. Okay. So then what happens after April? So after April, I kind of slowly added you know, 20 or 30 per month, it, you know, I kind of started out with 10 the first month, and then I added 20. And then I added another 20, then another 30. And I had slowly continued to grow it throughout the year. I wanted a controlled growth, I didn't want to overwhelm myself, I was just by myself, it was only me packing these kits, I was up till two o'clock in the morning, some nights packing these kits, and still doing photography. So I didn't want to grow too fast. But then in the spring of 2021, we hired somebody to help me because I finally realized I can't do this myself. We hired someone part-time to come in and help. So I was able to, you know, continue to grow. And we were at, by July of 2021, we were at 330 subscribers. Yes. And that's where I met you, right? Yes. So I was speaking at an event that you attended. And I remember you asking a question to me when we were doing the Q and A, do you remember what that question was? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was something about your growth with your subscriptions, because I feel like you were at a crossroads at that point where you didn't know if this was the best it was going to be, or if you were able to scale it and make it grow. Is this, was it something yes. like that? Yes. I remember I, I had actually pulled you aside at the end and we had chatted a little bit and I said, I'm at a point now where I want I want to grow. I want to be able to grow. I feel like we can grow because I have help now. It's not just me by myself, but I just don't know what to do next. I just felt like I was doing the same thing every month. I was just 
literally the couple days before I would mention it on my live and let people know, Hey, we're going to open the boxes on whatever, you know, such and such date and you can sign up. And then that day I would put a post out and I would like pop on and do a live. And that was it. That's all I was doing to grow. I wasn't doing anything else and I didn't know what else to do. But then hearing Sarah, you speak at, at the event and talking about the different steps and different things you can do. I realized there's so much more that I can do, but I don't know how to do it. So, um, so that's where our journey began together. <laughs> yes. So then you started to see the potential. Okay. I can do this. There's a lot of things I'm not doing yet that I can totally do. Tell, walk us through what some of those steps were. You came in to scale your box and you started digging into the material, but you also did something very, you, you did things very strategically and very consistently. Tell me what those things were that helped you go from what? 360, 330 in July of this year to August, September, October, or four months later and you're, you're over 600 subscribers, right? Yeah. Yes. So what yes. happened in the last four months? One of the big things that I started doing was, which I had never really done much with ads or boosting posts. And I had never even realized that like an engagement ad was even a thing. And I just thought, well, when you're selling something, you do an ad to sell your things. Um, but building that audience. So we started doing, and I, I didn't put a lot behind it. I'm talking $20, $30 at a time. I don't know what the average is, what people put behind campaigns, but I'm, I, I'm a little bit of a cheapskate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I was putting $20, $30 behind a post, just talking about it. I would post review posts of, you know, things that people in the subscription, um, group were saying about it and just kind of like, this is what's going on. We have this just mm -hmm. so people know and see that we even have a subscription box. Yeah. And then, so I ran that for a couple of weeks and then I switched over to the wait list and I was trying to do all this fast. I was trying to do a lot of things in a short period of time. So I didn't have a fancy wait list set up on my website. My website is very basic. Um, it's on our short list of things that we need to do over the next couple months is to kind of revamp it a little bit, but I just didn't have time right now. We were coming into fourth quarter. I'm trying to grow the subscription box. So I used what I already had in place. I have um, a texting app set up where we can, people can text us and we can text them. So we just said, send craft box to our texting number to join our wait list. So when we would open spots, we would send them attacks and they would get first chance to join. So they kind of felt like, all right, I get first chance to join. And then when we would send out that text, we'd let them know, you know, you have this amount of time to join before we let everybody else in from the main page. So then they would rush and hurry up to join. Um, you're creating that urgency. You're creating yeah. that urgency and you're helping identify the people that were most interested by asking them to get on your wait list. But let's talk about what you said a minute ago. I think that most people don't realize how much they have to talk about their subscription for people to know that they have a subscription in our mind. We do this every month. We all month long. Most of the time we're prepping it. We're getting it ready. We're going out, we're selling it, but we're not sharing it enough. One post a couple of days before you open cart, wasn't getting enough traction for you. And what no. you were doing in your closed group, the people on the outside of that group couldn't see it. So we weren't creating enough FOMO on the outside of outside 
outside of that group. We weren't showing people um, at the front door of our business what was happening behind those closed doors. We don't talk about it enough. We should be talking about our subscription every few days, whether that's an engagement, like an engagement post, like what was your favorite thing from this month's box or you know, testimonials or reviews that have come in with graphics, um, giving sneak peeks for the next box, building up excitement for what's coming. Like we don't talk about our subscription boxes enough. And in turn, our audience doesn't know enough about it. We think they know because it's the forefront of our minds, but we're not sharing it enough. And so you're sharing it every month, just a couple of days before you open that cart or before you let people in, but you're not talking about it all month long, like we should be. And that should be driving people over. And then when we talk about it, we have to have a way to collect those people. And that's where the wait list comes in. And so I love what you did. You say, you know what, Sarah, I didn't have my tech stuff all together, but it's okay. You worked with what you have. And I love that you use your text app to send pe people were sending you a keyword telling you they were interested and you were immediately able to text them back and give them a link. And you've created this urgency and you created this scarcity and you created all those things that make all those perfect elements of having a, a great subscription box through the texting on that wait list. And you were able to continue to build your subscriber base with that wait list but being consistent in between when you have spots available and not makes all the difference in filling those spots. So posting, sharing, creating excitement, creating the urgency, creating the scarcity, you want to do that all month long. And I love how you kind of dug into that and started creating that with your followers. Yeah, it was, um, we saw a huge difference because like when you're in their email box or you're in their texting on their phone, like those are the people who give you their information. They are, they're, they're probably your people. They're the people who want to hear from you and they want to know what's going on. And when you have a direct connection like that, you send them an email, they're going to get it. You send them a text, they're going to get it. You post on Facebook, what is it like one to 3% yeah. of the people who follow you will actually see it. They're not going to see it. The amazing people who have followed us for a very long time who didn't even know that we had a subscription box because they wouldn't see those posts because yeah. Facebook doesn't show everybody everything. And same with all the other social media platforms. Um, so it was just a really great way to be able to get it to them. We knew when we sent it, they were going to get it and they were going to hear about it and know about it. So um, it has really helped it. I mean, we've almost doubled since Almost July. doubled and then doubled in a large number. We're not talking about 10 to 20. We're talking about 300 to 600. Like yeah. that's huge. And yeah. did you build those in a little bit each month or did you do all of that at once? We, we built them each in each month because we still have to create these kits and we have to purchase all the products. And so each month we set a goal, we set a goal. And our goal was by the end of December, by December, when we closed cart in December, was to reach 600. And we were kind of like each month, we're going to go for, you know, a little more, a little more, a little more. We had a couple months where we oversold because how do you close cart? You know, <laughs> but I knew I would be able to get the supply. So yeah. I'm running to Hobby Lobby. I'm running, I'm, I'm ordering Amazon. I'm like you line, you know, I'm running all over the place, scrambling to get the stuff so we can get these kits put together because we had a goal and we didn't want to turn people away. And our cart was still open. So we were able to do it. Obviously, you want to make sure that you are able to get those supplies. You don't want to oversell if you can't fulfill those orders. And we knew we could. So um, so we, we did that a couple months. And we had 575 when we closed cart 
in October. We had decided part of what helped us too in October to reach our goal was we told them we are not opening again until January. We're going to a closed cart. We're only going to open four times a month. So if you don't join in October, you won't be able to join again until January. Well, we hadn't quite reached our goal. We had already had supplies available to fulfill those orders for November. So I had 25 boxes that I had that I didn't have spaces filled. So I decided on November 1st, I sent it to our wait list first. And I said, hey, I have these boxes. They're available. If you want to grab a spot, grab up a spot. Um, and I gave them a limited time. I said, you know, by this time, I'm going to post it on my main page. We filled about half of them right away. And then we launched it on our main page. And within a couple hours, they were all gone. And we were at 606. So um, so we really, yeah, we really um, were super, super excited because now we don't have to worry about December. We don't have to worry about like trying to fill those spots. You know, if we lose people, if somebody has to cancel, it happens. Cancellations happen no matter who you are, how good your box is, how amazing you are. It hurts no matter what. You, you, You take it personal. But things happen. It's usually financial reasons. Somebody has to quit. And, you know, the end of the year, it's holidays, you know, it's, it's going to happen. So, but we have that wait list. We have that texting list, that pool of people that, you know, if we lose a couple, we can, um, we can fill those spots. So and every time you, every time you show up and talk about that box, cause we're talking about it more, you can yeah. send people to that wait list. So you're constantly filling that funnel, that wait list funnel with yeah. new people. Every time you show up on your page or your email or your text talking about the box in some way, you're able to fill that funnel so that no matter if you have 10 people cancel this month or 20, you're able to text that out and get those spots filled. So you're not yeah. declining. You're just staying steady with where you're at at the end of the launch. And it's the best best feeling ever. Yes. So you had this goal of 600. um, And it's an important goal. Tell me why that was your goal. And, and what's happened since you hit that goal? Well, our goal um, of 600 is something really exciting happened when we um, the same day that we reached 600 was my husband's last day at his career job. Um, That was it was never even I never thought that this would become a full-time like career for me, let alone bringing my husband in as part of it. And now he is a full-time member of Christie's craft room and he is running the wood shop. Um, Our every box gets an exclusive wood cutout from our shop. And that's another part of it. The exclusivity, I can't say the word. Exclusivity. Um, Because we sell wood cutouts just in our shop and people can buy them. They love them. But our subscription members get a custom one that's just for them and that isn't available anywhere else. So they don't want to miss out on anything cute and cool. So, you know, they want to join the group. So he runs the wood shop full time. And um, how amazing is that? How it amazing is. is that? You it's had incredible. to go back to work to help with you know, your finances as a family, but now he gets to work with you in your business. You guys get to work together, make your own schedule, do things when you want to do them. You don't have to answer to other people. Yeah. How amazing is that? It's amazing. It's, and it's still hard to believe it's still, cause I mean, really last week was his first full week. So this is brand new to us. It's super, uh-huh. super exciting. You know, we're settling into our schedule, but it's so nice to get to get up and have coffee together every morning. We get to stop and have lunch together every afternoon. You know, it's, it's pretty amazing. And 
our subscription boxes, we have our wood shop and we sell wood cutouts, but that goes up and down every month. You know, you never know for sure how many you're going to sell each month, but with the subscription box, we know that's a guarantee every month. We are going to get X amount deposited into our bank account every month from those subscribers. Um, Sure. People cancel, but so many more people stay, you know, and we have the wait list to fulfill. So it's a security. If we didn't have the subscriptions, we never would have taken that leap. We never would have, he would have continued to work his full-time career, you know, because um, it becomes reliable income, right? When we're small business owners, we, you know, there's all those memes of the roller coaster a small business owner goes on. And that's how our bank accounts feel too, because if we don't show up and sell a lot of times we don't have, you know, we don't have money in the bank. So it's this constant like grind that you have to show up and sell. And now we get to focus on one being creative. You get to create the things that you love. You get to share them with your biggest, you know, loyalist fans, those subscribers that you have, and you get to, you get to just take a day off. If you want to have a day off, you don't have to feel like you have to show up and sell. You get to serve, which is how you started your business, which is amazing. How you just get to show up and serve. You don't have to worry about selling the sales come to you now because you're serving Mm -hmm. in a way that fulfills people and people want to be a part of your subscription and your group. And so you get to be able to just serve them instead of having to sell to them all the time. And your bank account gets to reap the benefits of that so that you can be relaxed and you can serve even better when you don't have to show up and be salesy all the time. Yeah. And I think one of the things that works for us and, and I think is why some other people are successful as well is the whole give more than you take, you know, the serving, the showing up and being there, you know, we still do three live crafts every week for just on our main page for everybody for free. We, in our subscription group, you know, we show up in there, we do bonus lives, we post extra stuff in there. We actually just started adding Zoom into it. So we'll be able to see them and, you know, kind of put a face to the name and they are loving it. They love the connection. They want to connect to the people. They want to connect to the person. You know, we let them into our lives. We let them know what's going on. Our kids pop in and out of lives. The dog's coming in. You know, my husband sits in on the lives and watches the comments and, and, and interacts as well. And they love that. They just want to be, I, at least our community, a lot of them just want to be part of something. They yes. just want to feel like they're part of another human connection. Yeah. I mean, we have, we kind of, I mean, our age range is all over the place. We From 20s all the way up to, we have one member of a subscription group. She's 90 years old and she gets her box every month. She crafts with us every month. And Um, But we get so many messages from people that say, I'm homebound. I live by myself. My husband passed away so many years ago. And um, I just love when you go live. And I love that you talk to us. And I love that you interact with us. Because I don't get that. I don't have family nearby to come and visit me. I don't have friends to, to spend time with. And you guys feel like you're family to me. And, you know, it's just that connection. It's just people want to be part of something. Everybody wants to be part of a community, part of 
a connection. I, I, I can tell that it fills you up. It fills your cup up as much as it does for them. Um, because not only are you creating the things, which is what you love to do, you get to create the crafts for them, but you get to share in their love of doing it. You get to, you get to know them. You get to, you feel like they're friends of yours. And I know that that's special for all of our, all of our subscriptions. Like these people are more than just subscribers to us. And that's yeah. what makes us different than a lot of the big box stores. And so I love that you are finding your own, you know, your own sense of gratitude with the people that are coming to you for that, for themselves. Mm -hmm. So Christy, we've got people listening and, you know, some people have been listening for a long time, but haven't yet to start their subscription box. What advice would you give someone, um, to just, to just get going? What would you tell them? I would say if you're considering it and, and you want to do it for one, um, go for it. What's it going to hurt? What's it going to hurt to try? We've all tried things throughout our lives and some were successful. Some of them weren't as successful, but we learned from it. You're going to learn from everything you do. You're going to make mistakes along the way. You're going to have successes. You're going to have failures, but don't let those failures define you. Keep pushing through and keep trying because trust me, there's plenty of times through this where I did a craft or I did a live and I got off and I was like, oh, I was all over the place. I didn't know what I was doing. I was a hot mess. I got distracted. I didn't like how the craft turned out. Um, the technology didn't work for me. There, there's going to be bumps in the road along the way. But if I didn't try it in the beginning and hit that live button and I didn't keep doing it, I wouldn't be home with my family working from home in this wood shop that we were able to create from the business, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have my husband home with me. He would still be going to work every day, um, coming home stressed out and just go for it. Just do it. I mean, it's, if it's a passionate, a passion of yours and it's something that you truly feel like you need to be doing, you just need to do it, just do it, do it. it messy, do it scared, do it, do it sloppy. Just, just do it. Um, it'll all come together and you're going to learn along the way and um, don't let those bumps in the road stop you. Yes. I love that. Christy, thank you so much for joining me um, today on the podcast. Christy, if they need some crafting in their lives, um, where can they go find you? Christy's craft room. We are on Facebook. You can find us there, just Christy's craft room. And um, we're live there all the time. So you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll see us there. We'll link that in the show notes for you. Christy, thank you so much. I enjoyed having you and I can't wait to see what the new year brings for your subscription box. Thank you. If the idea of creating a subscription box is swirling around in your head, I encourage you to head over to launchyourboxwithsarah.com, get on our wait list and grab some of our free downloads to help you get started. That's launchyourboxwithsarah.com.